check it out. Thank y'all for joining us back for another edition of Will of Time, man, man. Y'all gonna get some great game from Sleepy about how it is with the Will of Time world. A lot of people don't understand none of this though, but this brother knows everything about this. If you go back, we did a series before when Will of Time first season one of this came out. I want you to listen, sit back, relax, and get some of this and understanding the world of Will of Time. We're going to dive into that and everything, though. A little bit at the beginning of this, though, audio was a little messed up on some sides. We really got it together in the back end, but it is some great stuff that we do on here at Will of Time. And it's probably the best layman's regular people review of Will of Time that you can get. From someone that's a book viewer and someone that's not, that is learning, like myself, I'm not a book book reader. So, Sleepy is the book reader. And then we combine together and we make this a gumbo pot. Me questioning him like a regular person would be thinking that has not read the books. And he explains it very well that you can understand as a regular person. So, shout out to everybody. Keep y'all for listening. And then we're going to have another episode as well for our season three predictions coming up soon as well. Right after this week after this, though. Hey, stay, uh, stay plugged in the SOC Network. If you're on here on Lando Cal Experience, subscribe. Stay plugged in. All the good stuff. Like, subscribe, all the good stuff. Appreciate y'all. Peace. All right, we're back finally for another Will and Time Review. My man Sleep from Just Posted. It's How y'all doing? Hey, man. I feel like we dropped the ball on the last one. I'm I'm gonna blame myself. I ain't gonna even blame you, but we back. Yeah. And I'm happy to be back. Yeah, yeah, man. Let's let's dive into what are your overall thoughts on this season. Overall, uh, as a book reader, an avid book reader, you know, I mean, you know this stuff, man. I don't even know if you know you you know. Do you know this more than Alpha? Yeah. Oh, bro. <laughs> I started reading this book or this series. Um, it was 10th grade. It was like biology class or something like that. And this cat named, I don't even know if, where he is now, but his name is Benjamin Rohn, uh, white guy, Ben Rohn. Uh, he had this big ass. You remember when people used to make book covers themselves? Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Out of like, out of like uh, paper bags and shit. Yep. He was making a book cover. And I was like, yo, what is that? You got like a, cause he was super smart. I'm like, what is that? Like you got like a, like an extra book to, to help with the class. He's like, oh no, it's the will of time. And he kind of played me a little bit. Cause he was like, it's fantasy. Like, you know, you ain't gonna rock with that. And I was like, oh no. I was like, you know, I've read the Sword of Shannara and all of them books. I've read the Belgarian and the Malorian. He's like, oh, that's high fantasy. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, what is this though? Like it's the will of time. It's this expansive world yada 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 he's like the fifth book is out he had like the fifth book but he's like if you want to borrow the books i'll bring one and he was also when you finish one give it back and switch it out so i guess he want me to just keep his books and i, I respect that i mean i was black it's the DSAD program you know whatever instantly he bought the book the next day uh the eye of the world and i was hooked so that's what that's like 96. I started reading The Will of Time in 96. So, so which what book was he? Hold on, let me change up my mind. I'm trying to think. He was either on the fourth or the fifth book, I believe. 
And again, that's over 20 years ago. So my memory could be off. So did you just you jump back in? You jump back into the uh, another book, or like like did you go back? Like like no, he gave me the first book. Like he gave me the first book, and that, when I finished the first book, I had to get that back to him before I could get the second book. Type of deal. He wouldn't let me get the whole series because he didn't want me to like keep it. Right, right. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. So I ran through the first book. Uh, it was the DSEG program. So. I caught the school bus every day at like 6.15 in the morning type of deal. So I would read on the bus, like once the sun came out or whatever. I'm reading this book on the bus. I'm reading it when I get home. Like it's it, the book just blew me away because Jordan did a good job of balancing like male, female. And it wasn't really racist per se, but you he left it where a lot of the stuff was up to your imagination and interpretation. So on the covers, they was all white. But, you know, you could make somebody. If somebody had a little more juice to him, you're like, I mean, he probably your brother. He mixed with something. <laughs> you know, you could do. Because you didn't see black faces uh, in the artwork or even in the descriptions in most fantasy, especially, you know, back then. So, yeah, I've been, I, I started, I didn't finish that series. To, I was married when, the, when I finished the series. <laughs> To put that into perspective, I, I was married. <laughs> so you you talking about twenty close to twenty years, then. bro? I started reading that shit in ninety six. It's closer to thirty years if we count now. It's two thousand twenty three. No, 06, 16. Yeah, we're getting close to thirty years. Because I pledged twenty years ago, so I pledged Alpha twenty years ago. And you well, was already heavy on books at that point. Oh, bro, I was reading the books and I was still reading the books in college. Like, because he he had gotten sick. Like, he had a really tight schedule of books coming out at first. Like, they was coming out like clockwork a year, year and a half. But then he got sick. So, I, you know, and then he ended up passing away. Shout out to Harriet and uh, Brandon Sanderson for finishing the series. Uh, but he left, like, expansive notes and he left recordings. Like, Robert Jordan was a good dude. He wanted the series to be finished. So, you know, I finished that up and I would reread with every book. I would reread the entire series. So I read the first book at least 15, 16 times. So when you get a new book, you would go back and reread the first one. So like that first run through, you know how you first get a series of books, you run through. I'm reading fast. But then I ended up at your point. You're just trying to get to the, trying to get to the next book. But then I went and actually purchased the books myself. Like I went and bought the books. So I own the Will of Time in hardback and softback. And I got the anniversary edition of the Eye of the World that came out a couple of years ago. So I have like four Eye of the Worlds. Like <laughs> I have a, I have a, I have two books uh signed by him, uh, which is dope. Uh yeah, I, I'm I'm a fan. So that, that gives us that's what I'm saying. That I, we want to edify you to know, like, hey, how much we're gonna dig into this. So, season two overall, what was your thought in general? So, before I get into this, I was talking mm -hmm. to I'm in a bunch of groups on like Facebook and things like that. And the series is now making people go back and read the books who hadn't heard of the books or never read it. So, I know the last time we did this, I would go back and talk about kind of what's in the book. If I spoiled that for anybody, like my apologies, I'm gonna try to do this without spoiling the book. Um, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna try to focus on just the show. 
if that makes sense. Yeah. Because but if there's certain things that they skipped over, we can't talk about that. Like, like, okay, they ain't even gonna probably do this because they skipped over this totally. We could discuss that. Okay, yeah. Um, like we can get season one um ended really weird because the actor that played Matt Cawthorn left this he left. He was he, he quit. Uh, they had to get vaccinated due to the pandemic. He didn't want to get the vaccine. He may have had some other mental health issues. So he stopped. So like the last couple episodes of season one, they had to completely revamp and change because they didn't have an actor to play Matt. So that also impacts the bulk of season two as well because they had to make up a storyline for him that did not happen in the books. They had to create a storyline for Matt. So... I won't get into what Matt's true story is, but if you do read the books, go back and check out book one and book two and a piece of book three. And that's pretty much seasons one and two. So is, is so in here so far, we're, we're, we're around book three right now in, in season one and season two. We're part of the, we're in the beginning of book three. Well, no, well, so this ends at the end of book two. But okay. some things that happened in book three, they kind of sprinkled in here. <laughs> okay. Because because there's how many books total? Uh, there are if not, 14. And, so well, they go, they're going to have to speed up some of this thing, right? I mean, they 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 absolutely sped up uh, a lot of it already. I mean, the books are 900, 1,000 pages long. Um, He's very detailed. It has a lot of... Um, POVs for characters that they aren't really investing in in the TV show, as well as they are merging characters as well. So they're taking two characters from the books and combining them into one character just to streamline it. So again, I'm one of the people who like who loves the books that also likes the show. There are some people who hate the show because it's not a hundred percent book accurate. But it's an adaptation, and that's what an adaptation is. It's not going to be a hundred percent accurate. Yeah, and how long, it'd be this series would be longer than last if you if we if we did everything that we had. Have to be 14, 15 seasons, which is not very realistic. When TV stations or Amazon could be fickle and cancel it after season three. And on top of that, all the characters will be looking, they'll be super old looking by the time the series on. They'd be 40. Yeah, this is, this is, well, if they were doing this old school back in the day, you got a season a year. But so this is true. And they were also younger in the books as well. So they started off at a younger age. So them aging would have actually looked kind of natural. It's just that getting a TV, getting a show syndicated, not syndicated, but a show to get that many seasons. Other than like the Simpsons, there are some things that that went that long, but that's hard to to guarantee. So it looks like they said it's going to be about eight seasons. So okay. that that that's that's what they're looking at. So they basically going to be two two books per season. Well, if um, they can, if, I think if if it stays popular, they can extend that. I think the, so. The first like four books. Really kind of important, five, the first five books. There are some books where it's a lot of traveling and things that they can condense that down. Uh, Winter's Heart, I forget what number that is in the series, 
But like they can probably, that's a long ass book and it's not the most exciting book. <laughs> so they could probably skip a lot of that. Uh, and there'll be characters that, you know, they'll cut out and things like that. And I'm okay with that. Like I, the only way to do this would be to do like an animated series, maybe. I think you could do 15 seasons or do something that expansive. But like to do that, Revenge on, Revenge on Titan, stuff like that, where it's like 35 million pieces. Yeah, you know, um, One Piece or something like that. Like, yeah, it's, it's a lot of episodes, you know. Dragon Ball, it's a bunch of episodes of that. But, you know, Dragon Ball has a lot of slow ass episodes, too. It's a lot of powering up for some episodes. Where he just powering up for a whole 30 minutes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so uh dive into the season two. I liked it. I well, let me say like ain't the right word. Much more having the essence of the books, in my opinion. So I thoroughly enjoyed season two. I mean, it's not perfect at all, not a hundred percent, not even seventy percent. So I'm going to add some images that you may not even know. The director is a black woman, Sonya Hamri. She used to do yeah. music videos back in the 2000s. Yeah, I know. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Which is pretty uh, dope. It's very dope. Um, but it hits the vein and the essence of the characters really, really well. Like, Rand is very emo and don't know what to do in the first couple books. Like, I know Rand doesn't seem very exciting right now. People are like, you know, he's a dragon. He don't know how to do it. He don't really know how to do it yet. He didn't want to do it. He ran away. He's been hiding. He got to kind of find himself. Um, it hits Perrin very well. Like, Perrin is very meticulous and calculated. You may think that's because he's dumb, but it's not. He moves slower at a slower pace. Because he was bigger than everybody and he didn't want to hurt nobody. So he, you know, he was bigger than, than everybody in town. So he may do things at a slower pace, but it's not because he doesn't, he's not smart. It's because he's just trying to like make sure he doesn't hurt anybody. Because he knows he's gonna go crazy, right? Um are you talking about Rand? Rand, yeah. Yeah, I mean everybody who does who does uses Sadin goes insane. So he knows, and he's and he's uh, he's like, oh man, I don't want that to happen to me. He doesn't want to um, hurt his family and the people that he loves, because most of the time when you end up going insane, the first folks you hurt are the folks closest to you. So, yeah, so, so that so explains why like, they would make like it. the way they had ran this season, basically. So I'm I mean, Rand's pretty bland. I'm, Oh, let me take that back. When it comes to Rand using the one power, he's pretty a novice in those first couple books. He, they could have taught him more sword play and things like that that he could have used to survive in the world since he isn't that adept at magic. And that's not me ruining anything from the book at all because I'm not telling you know how. But Rand learns how to use a, a sword in the book so he can, you know, protect himself and take care of himself since he's not the greatest magic user. And I'm saying magic. It's not really magic. I'm using the one power. Yeah. So I know there was one thing that uh, people were saying. Uh, I saw one one uh, review. They were saying that they didn't like that when he when he fought Turok, 
that he saw that that we didn't know about this sword. Uh, that we never mentioned his sword. But all of a sudden, this sword, everybody, he's like, oh, dang, like, okay, where did this sword even come from? We didn't explain that. So they, this is a, a case of, I think, people just not paying attention. The sword is mentioned in season one. It's his father's sword, uh, Tam Althor's sword. And it's remarked that why would Tam, as a farmer, sheep herder, farmer person, have inherent mark blade? Because those are like the top blade if you get a hair mark that means you're a sword master you're a blade master sorry let me use book speech you're a blade master like you are a high echelon sword like you can battle and you can use a sword really well so Rand's dad had that and that's what he pulled out so is this equal to in like game of thrones where like john snow sword is like super gangster and built from all this different stuff no 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 um so like that's like dragon glass or stuff. Like they got their own stuff in Game of Thrones. A harem mark is just if you are like just a really top tier swordsman, you get a harem mark blade. Like that, that's just like that's like so this that's like, like, getting, Kill Bill, like in Kill Bill when she gets that other that that sword and he was like, oh, you got a uh, what was it, Shushi Muhammad uh, blade? You must be knowing what you're talking about. Yeah, it's like if they if you have a harem mark blade, most of the time regular folks not gonna even fight you because you like. You, you that guy. So that's when Tupac and, says that to him, like, oh, snap, you got a hair on my blade. Okay. Because that's now something that continued even after they went to the other side of the world. The hair mark still meant something. It meant something even way back then. So cat, so cats have hair mark blades in over and where Turak and them came from. Where Turak has one. Okay. And that's why he remarked, I wonder what it takes to get one over here. Oh, okay. So I, I, I want to match up with you because I, I yeah. see what's up. Now he was, yeah, it was supposed to be, and this ain't ruining nothing, but it was supposed to be uh, a fight. And throughout books, the like books one and two, it, when Rand gets that sword from his father, he wants to learn how to use it because one, it keeps him kind of in touch with his dad, but also he's not that dope when it comes to wielding the one power. And the more you use the one power, the faster you go insane. So he really don't want to use it that much anyway. Like that's a last resort. He wants to use that as a last resort. Correct. That's so interesting. That's what that's with Rand. So Rand's storyline is pretty much book accurate so far. I, no, I mean, they skipped a couple locations. He met people at different times than when he met them in the books. Like, things like that have been changed. But, like, him being, his journey to the dragon and things like that are pretty on point. Now, how he's getting to that point may be different. Ah, okay, okay. But it's still it's still, it's still, still in the same kind of vein, though. It's still in the I'm just talking about, like, his character development. So not even the storyline. His character development is pretty accurate. But how he's gotten there is way different. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, so let's let's dive into uh what so your thoughts let's 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 go with um Marine this season. What would you how'd you feel her character arc was and kind of where we saw her where she, her losing arc 
we find out that she wasn't she didn't lose the one power she just got it blocked by okay so that was a big thing i was pissed about at the end of uh season one because that never happened the block none of that none of that doesn't happen right now (laughs) so oh wow but she's also the main character like Rand is becoming the main character, but she's like the main character in season one and the bulk of season two. So they have to kind of create a storyline for her. Cause she's not the main character in the book. Like she's a, like she she's a she's a, a side character. Even in the original book, even when like so when they when when they're going to the town, the, the two rivers. Is not from her POV. It's more from their seeing her. I mean, no. I mean, there are a lot of POVs. Like a lot of side characters get their own POVs, but the main characters are the two rivers folk. The two rivers folk are the, are, are the main characters. She's Gandalf. Okay. Okay. Like literally, it, that would be the analogy. She's Gandalf. Gandalf's a great player in the in, in those movies and books, but he's not the main character. Yeah, it's, 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 you're looking at Frodo and uh, the other bro- uh, Frodo, Sam, and um, Pip, and I forgot the other. It guy. would be the Hobbits. The Hobbits are yeah. the main characters. Yeah, other guys have dialogue, and other guys do important things. You know, the Return of the King. He kind of moves into that role as one of the main characters, but in the beginning, it's you know Frodo and them. So, so they, they, do you, do you feel, did you like, you didn't like, do you like that they changed her character into being like in the main focus? So she's an established actress. She probably has the most experience and the most known name. A lot of those other folks are unknown. So if you're going to cast her in this role, you have to expand her to justify paying her. And also if she's the, the bait to get folks to watch the show, she gotta be doing more. Gotcha. So, you know, as a person who's kind of written a little bit myself or, you know, and has kind of dealt with, you know, not necessarily screenplays, but me and you, we were writing yeah. some stuff once upon a time. When you're trying to sell the product, you got to sell the sexiest aspect of it. And I'm not, no, I'm not calling her sexy in that way. I'm just saying she's the, yeah. she, <laughs> she, she, she got the most dinner of the actors. And it's because those other ones are unknown. They're unknown young actors. So like you're gonna ride this show that and put all this money into some. And there's nothing wrong with these other. Actors. They're getting names now, but when you first start the show, it's like I don't know who none of these kids are. Exactly. And so you, and so her in this season two, her developing, getting her the one power back, and all of the kind of movements around with her. Is it feel as it's moving forward? everything in the in in the storyline in your eyes because i thought it was very good the way they show her basically having to go back to being a regular person and figure out how to use her mind instead of always using magic you had to she had to think about being slick like and then not letting kind of everybody know that she don't do it no more like just because it's like saying i ain't got no strap and like and, I, like, and then people always think you got a strap on you <laughs> so originally i was not feeling it and I was just be holding on to my prejudice because of the books. I wanted this to be as accurate as possible. But by the time we get to the end of season two, things are pretty much back on track. Like, 
it took they, they, they took a you know how you got the GPS and you say I think it's gonna be traffic this way. I'm gonna do this. Mm-hmm. And then you finally get to what we we kind of back on track. Actually, we're very much back on track with with the story. This book two ends not the exact same way as season two, but they end at the same point. They know that the, the world knows that Rand is the dragon. And where are we gonna go from here? Like that's how the book ends. So it ends on a kind of a, a, a good, a fun, fun note like that, where it's like, okay, the hero. I mean, I guess they go back home and stuff like that. Like there, there's other, the major parts. It ended like it's supposed to. And with her with Lynn, um, I was some. I was reading somewhere they were, and we talked because we talked about it earlier. But they had the rebind. Someone was saying that they 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 were just ma- she just masked herself. They wouldn't. Have, it wasn't a rebind. She had just masked herself permanently from land. I would have to go back and rewatch because if she didn't couldn't touch the one power, she wouldn't be able to mask mask it. Yeah. So I, I could, like, How did she mask if she ain't got the one power though? I thought that when she was talking to the Browns, she gave one of them lands. Bond, but I could have been again. I, I've only watched the season once, and I, I was watching it at night when it first aired. So yeah, like right I haven't done a rewatch yet. And because that, that's interesting with them with the bond uh with that when she and it was one of the great scenes in there was when she told him, "I always knew you were better than me. Like you were the best part of me. Was you like I I wasn't lying, like I knew you were the best part of me. I need you basically around here. I, I know I was tripping." I need you, Lan. Like I know I need you. That was a great play on words. I also didn't. I, I guess an issue I have. I don't know if she could lie or not. Like I don't think she ever blatantly lied, even when she didn't have the one power. So that kind of made me think that she wasn't gentled either. Or I'm sorry, guys get gentled, women get still. That she wasn't still. Oh, because she still couldn't lie. I don't think she blatantly told a lie. Even that, when she explained it to Land, meant that she wasn't lying. It was just a play on words. No, we're not equal. Land took it as like, oh, you think you're better than me. But the entire time she meant it, truthfully, you're the better part. You're better than me. Because we so all I'm like, you are better than me. That's what was dope. Yeah, which was dope from from hers. That, that I didn't even think about that that aspect that she still had it that she couldn't still. You know, I don't think she blatantly lied. I, I can't remember a time that she blatantly did, or or she's just so used to crafting her words that way she just kept doing it. it just because it was a second nature for her to do that. Yeah, she's been you know, uh, and she's been a part of the blue for a long ass time, so. <laughs> She's had plenty of years to practice it. And let's talk about Land for a second, man. Like his uh his arc, man, it, it felt somewhat bad for him because he was like, yo, like I'm it's like it's like almost like your sister or something, like, man, I ain't messing with you. And you like, no, why why why? <laughs> like I'm trying to like find out like for real, give me a real reason why we why we can't kick it. They've done an excellent job of making, I would think, women fans care about land. He's very sympathetic. He can be very sensitive. Um, I don't know if we see these things yet in the books, but they've done an excellent job of humanizing him because warders are supposed to be stoic. 
and great fighters and not show emotion like that typically. So, you know, them doing that to land, I can definitely see why, again, why they did it. Because, again, this storyline doesn't take place in the books. So, it, what Land is going through was new for me to see. So, Land is way more not as emotional, but like like 3D. I mean, as he gets to know the characters, at this point, uh, as he gets to know the characters, he becomes more, you know, softer, I guess. But like coming in, he he's not, you know, he has no attachment to anyone really, but Moraine. Okay, because I was what I was wondering about him of like, is this them them having this bond even more? Is is it shows them more that like yo y'all they really are a match, and I like that 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 showed them kind of breaking up and getting back together. Like yeah, they really rocking. We ain't got to worry about them at least far so far. Like them as a unit going forward, and we can go to do other topics and other things. Yeah, they did an excellent job of uh, of showing. That they belong as of right now, they, they are a unit. And for this to work, they have to move as a unit. And so let, let's go to my man Perrin, man. Uh his arc uh this is season two. Um it's it's, it's still it's still, he's still hurting from his wife. It feels like, you know, because this has been what a year later about whatever since since everything went down. I don't know, yeah, about, about a year. So he's still hurting from that. But then he's also trying to figure out these wolf powers at the same time and what's going on with that. And it was something interesting you said to me earlier when we was talking is like this parent being different because original parent being more a big guy trying to figure out his like his strength and his who he is with all this this power. He has kind of always made himself lesser. Because again, he's bigger than everybody, so he can't fight anybody. He's gonna beat them up. He can't, you know. He can, he he might break things and knock stuff over. He is a um, gentle giant. Yeah, he works in the forge. Like he he's a blacksmith. Well, an apprentice. Um, so he's he's used to wielding a hammer and. Do you? Th- I, do you... Oh yeah, you um, all good. I, yeah, you all good. Um, I said, do you, do you think they develop parent enough? As a, I mean, with because you said a lot of characters that were around him were combined. Do you think they did a lot of good character development with Perrin for this season? Uh, oh, oh, yeah. I mean, Perrin is struggling with with death in the books and the TV show. He's struggling with the death of someone that he cares about a lot. So, and then he's the most grounded, other than the knave, when it comes to actually wanting to go back home. Like, Rand is like, I'm never going back home. Matt ain't really trying to go back home. Not right now, anyway. And Gwen is like, I'm cool. I'm in the tower. Like, Nene, if she got kicked out the tower, she would just go home. Because that's what she was kind of trying to do, right? Like, I'm just going to go home. Like, I mean, in that, when she was in that arch, yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and Heron's the same way. Like, he would, you know, he'd just go back home. Is it, are they two the are they the two older ones? Is that why? Are they both because they're both older? No, and well, I think as well as on the show, I don't quote me on this. They didn't do birthdays. 
But Matt Perrin and Rand are the same age. They were born weeks apart from each other. Oh, okay. 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 And then uh, and Gwen is uh, the same age as them too, or is she younger? A little bit younger. Okay. And then... Um, the neighbor's older. The neighbor's older. Like she said, you said like six, seven years older, right? Right. At least five. I don't remember the exact breakdown. But she's an adult. She's the village wisdom. She has an adult position in, in, in town. Which makes a whole bunch of sense though. Then that she's like she she like she she's their wise woman. She she's the wisdom. So she has an adult position. Whereas Ram still lives, even on the show, still lives on his father's farm. Matt still lives, you know, with his family. The only person that had a wife on the show or like kind of had his own thing was Perrin. But in the books, that's not the case. They're all young. And so with Perrin, man, do you? It was kind of ill, man. Like that, he was, he he's in all these. Like he's almost like a, a a Benjamin Button, not Benjamin Button, but someone that's like, if he just happens to be at the right place at the right time all the time, it feels like Perrin does. Perrin in those first couple books is like the heart of the two rivers. Like Rand is dealing with what he's dealing with and feels he can never go home. Matt is on an adventure and, you know, he got this thing with this dagger that he's dealing with. He can't, he don't want to take that home and deal with that. If if they hadn't have stole the horn, Perrin would have probably just gone home. Mm. He just said, cool, we did what we were supposed to do. Because he don't really want nobody to know he's he dealing with the wolf stuff anyway. So it's not like he's actively trying to, like, hone it and use it. He hasn't shared that with anybody, actually. Like, he hasn't shared that with any of his actual friends. And then the only people that's kind of seen it in him is those white cloaks that saw him when he, when he, when he poked out. And then Elias. So, so Perry's still wrapping his mind around how how he's gonna deal with with all. Yeah, he hasn't even shared that. He hasn't shared the information with anyone. So, um, I forgot the sister's name. That's from the the uh, the, the wilderness, the outlands. Can did, can she feel it? Didn't she kind of look at people him doing that? Like, why is this dog rolling with you like a whole time? Like this wolf. So, um, she's from a different area. And she doesn't know what the customs are of people over here anyway. So she she can't question anything because obviously she 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 don't know. Okay. So it's not like she'd be like, man, why did wolf just rolling with you? Like, okay, that's what y'all do over here. I was like, wolves yeah, with y'all. She just assumed wherever he from, he got a pet wolf. And then uh what so what how did you think that the uh that with this scene with him killing uh, the top white cloak. Do you think that was a good way, good way to get kind of get you into the next season, and and that the, the the after Hopper gets killed by by him? Absolutely. So like Hopper getting killed, um, is book accurate? Not necessarily how, but definitely book accurate. It it was hard to read in the books. It was hard to watch uh, on TV. They do a better job of like doing that relationship in the books. But I still think you could you saw that 
like parents rage how much he cared about Hopper. Right. Hopper basically left his pack to go with Parent because now Parent's a part of the pack. So I'm rolling with you because you the new pack member. I want to make sure that you straight. And and they're not supposed to, you said like no pack member should be by themselves as well. Yep. Got to have your pack member back. Ooh, so they so we so I'm assuming another pack person to show up for him in the future. I mean, parents. I mean, not this ain't ruining anything. He'll eventually get back to the pack. You know that. Like he'll eventually end up, you know, back with the wolves at some point. All right, man. Let's let's get into uh, Egwene, man. She went through a lot this year. This this uh this is uh, this feels like when uh they were sending uh what was uh Marjorie Tyrell was going through her thing. You was like, hey, this gonna keep messing with her this whole season. So um, and Gwen in the tower was dealing with the fact that she can embrace the power and she's very very strong, but she's not as strong as Nene. And Nene can't really do anything right now because she has a mental block, but she still ain't as strong as Nene. <laughs> Like so you, the names the top of the time. To it earlier, uh, with the name uh, for a basketball reference, where you said basically, um, the name is uh, uh, what'd you say? Who uh, it was? It was somebody you said it was, and then you said uh, Kwame Brown and somebody else that didn't use they 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 powers would be just a regular another person. She yeah, so either, she could be either one. She could either become like yeah. So the name right now has raw talent. She is. Vince Carter, she is Tracy McGrady, she is Paul George, Carmelo Anthony. Like, when she turned it on, you can't stop her. But is she going to be able to turn it on? <laughs> like, that's where she at right now. Like, is she going to be able to turn it on? And Gwen is probably doing that reference. She'd be Kobe. Somebody she ain't the strongest. But she gonna work at it, baby. She gonna work at it. <laughs> and then that, that's her thing. And then she's like, well, how's the name getting all these props? And she can't even make water for real. Like, exactly. She can't She can't clean the water. But she has, the women can sense how powerful you are when they're around you. The name is stronger than most of them in the tower, if not all of them. And if she's not there yet, she has the potential to get there. The more you use it, the stronger you get. But she on par with some with a lot of the sisters already. So, so who, whoever can train her is gonna get all the props. Basically, they can train her and, get, and hone her ability. Yeah, if you can get her to join your your color, yo 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 Asia, Asia, however you pronounce it, like that would be a big feather, you know, in the cap. And then we so do I like when they went uh with with her when they went to um when when uh, the battle final battle is going on and she can't heal old girl she's like just do what you normally do what would you do normally and like she have a stuff on, you got to do magic she have a stuff with her normally she'd be crushing up some herbs and mixing it with some stuff and she have her stuff with her. And so, like, so is so. And this was this was a question I had for you with Nate. Is she only use the power if she's if she's scared or if she's angry? Which one? 
it's in intense situations and it's unconsciously or subconsciously. Like she can't just do it. It's gotta be like, it just turned on into do it that situation. But if it's a do, if the, when old girl hit with the arrow, wouldn't that be considered a do or die situation? She got hit in the leg, bro. You you could live through that. Oh, dang. okay. So it's like you'll be all right. And she pushed the arrow out. They hobbled their ass up the yeah, up the tower. The tower. <laughs> and um, let's talk about my man Matt, man. Who had one? I, I mean, I'm glad because I was getting pissed off at him, man. I remember last season still. I was like. What's, who is this? This dude is whack. Why we why we even worried about him? All right, so that actor uh, leaving the show ruined Matt's whole storyline, and also I won't say ruined the beginning of season two, but they had to change the end of season one and the beginning of season two to compensate for not having Matt. They had to explain where he went, why he wasn't there, what was going on. Whereas if he would have been with them the entire time, that that whole story doesn't happen. So we don't get to see Matt be Matt because Matt ain't been with them. It's just like I was like he was. It was almost like he was doggone, uh, like just out there. You're like, man, what is his? What is he useful for? He's just uh, just getting messed with and and locked up all the time. Like, what is he? What's the purpose of him? So he's technically, they're all really close friends, but he would have been Rand's best friend. Okay. Parent is, in the, parent is a uh, a blacksmith apprentice, so he always at work. And on the TV show, he's married. So I mean, he's, so Rand and, and Matt are, are always together, like they they homies. And that's why they, they had the big reunion, when they had the big reunion. And everything he's like oh snap like yo meet me yeah here. let's roll out together and he didn't even know that Rand was supposed to be dead because he ain't been with them right <laughs> <laughs> he did he just think like oh i just found you in general because so when everybody's like I, he's alive like, yeah what you talking about <laughs> he ain't been there the reds had them or the landron i only think it was all the reds it was just the landron the landron had them locked up that's just funny, man. So what do you, I know a lot of people were criticizing Matt's turn so fast, but it makes sense considering what they had to do to get him back on track. They needed to get, to get Matt to blow the horn. They had to get him there. Cause if they would have had someone else blow the horn, I would have probably not watched the show anymore. Like that's, that's integral to Matt's character. Like something like pairing and wolves. Rand and the One Power, Matt and the Horn. These are intricate things to their character development. If you haven't noticed, everybody from the Two Rivers, that five, they all have power, some kind of power, and are powerful, and could be important for the last battle. Because Matt can bring the, the Horn, you know, Rand has the One Power, uh, and if parent actually learn how to master his powers, he can he can have every wolf with him. Right for the for the last battle, and then all the women have no magic. Correct. Man, 
it, it was it, it was ill though, man. I, I want to go back though. Uh, actually, no, we, we got we we did went through all the main characters. Let's talk about some of the the, the uh, antagonists in the story: the Forsaken, the Sun Chi, and the White Cloaks. Um, the Sun Chi are very very interesting to me, man. I don't know what it, it's just like because it's different. I don't know in, in like the way they're using the uh, the women. It's just like. It's just like, and it's just weird, their customs, like, even though I don't know all the customs in this world either, but I was getting used to what kind of, how did this, this world kind of works. And these other people come over and they're doing something totally different. So, um, so but yeah, Arthur Hawkwing was a big, important king. He's actually one of the uh, heroes in the horn, which is dope too. But anyway. Did yeah. we see him? Did, did, did we see yeah. him when... So if you read the books, was in the, was in so the if you read the books, you knew who every one of those heroes were, because they're described in the books. Oh, the only one that wasn't in there is the, the, the my eye patch dude. That's the Correct. Only one that they threw in there. He's a new a new hero they added basically. Okay. But like all them other people, you you could point them out and be like, "That's Virgin. That's like you you knew who they were." So Arthur Harkin was Arthur Harkin was one of the king with the dude with the crown. Yeah. Oh snap. Oh man. So anywho, he had taken over most of the known world, with the exception of like the White Tower. And he hated. He calls them witches. He hated witches. Hated women who used the one power. Had a huge mistrust of them. So anyway, he sends some of his other children and a piece of his army to take over the rest of the world. Like go over there, see what's over there. If ain't nothing over there, come back. If something over there, take it over. And they've just been gone. Like Arthur, he, uh, he's been dead and gone for a very long time. Now all these other countries exist and they have their own kings and queens. And, and customs. So they come back and they are like, shit. He don't, we don't run this anymore. So now we got to take this too. We got to come back and get our, I go to a birthright. Yeah. So, wow. So, so did the, is, that's ill. So the, basically, Arthur Hawkins was fighting against his own people, basically, in theory, in that last, in that final battle. Well, technically, yeah. Wow, I didn't even know that he would be in. Wow, because he's one of the heroes. Dang, that's ill right there. I didn't even realize that he was in the, the horn. Yeah. And nobody knows what he looks like, so it's not like, oh, snap, there's Arthur. <laughs> I mean, so it's everything's got a lot of prophecy and a lot of like uh, stories. So, like, they tell stories of the heroes in the horn. So, I mean, he's done enough. Taking over the known world is enough to probably become one. <laughs> yeah. So, so is that, so do, do they, do they, do they know him that they, like, I'm not, I'm saying if somebody was another Sanchi that was sitting there watching the battle, would they be like, oh man, that's the heroes of the horn. That Would they know too like, that that's the description of such and such? Description of such I mean, they knew that they were the heroes of the horn because they watched him blow it. I mean, he stood there and blew it in front of them. So they knew what they were fighting. But I doubt they took the time to be like, that's such and such, you know. 
it's life or death at that moment. Like it's like we right. No, I was saying if it was an outside person sitting there watching, that was like sitting watching from a far distance, like third from far away watching. Would they? Be oh, like, I mean, it, it's possible. So we got uh, so Sanchi man, they get basically get blown out of. Water. I don't know if that's how you pronounce that. It's not the Shanchi. It ends with the end. Shanchi then. Yeah, it is. It's, it, I know it, it's it's like S E A C H A N or something like that. <laughs> Sichuan or so. I think it's like Sichuan, but you know. Okay. The, uh, the people from America. The people from the other side of the world. There we go. They uh, with them with the way they run in the magic man, and how much they hate it. So, so they told the story, right? They told the story um, in the in the show. They got over there and there was an ace guy over there. And they made her make the first bracelet. And then she made a bunch of them. And she was the last one to get put in them. Right. So it was, it was the ace guy over in America? The American? So, I mean, anybody that did use the one power was an ace guy, male or female, at first. Like the men were ace of that too. Ah, okay, okay. And what happened was when the men broke the world, continents and things that may have been connected were broken off and people were scattered all across the world. So of course there was some ace of that over there. Okay, okay. And she and they and they when they went over there, they found it was some that was still kind of scattered over in that area. Correct. Correct. Oh, so they basically eradicated all Ace die over there in America. Basically. I mean, they chained them. They, they used that one to make the bracelets and the collar, and then they caught them all. Dang. And 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 nobody knew about it because there's no tech technology uh, or whatnot with everything. Oh yeah, no, no. At this point, no one even believes that they exist anymore. They have. They never came back. Man, so Marine blows up all the ships in the shipyard, or, or stops them from stealing uh, Ren. Uh, so we will we see the shine sheet more? Absolutely. So they 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 mentioned this in the show as well. These are called the forerunners. They were just the first group to come over. There's already another group on the way. Right, because they said, yeah, they already got uh, got them uh, going right now. They already uh, going now on their way. There are two. Yeah, they're already on the way. They were they were coming regardless of, of what happened. Their job was to go in, take over farm because it's a nice port right on the ocean. They could just pull on up and and keep going inland and taking over more land. So this, so we we got we got more drama going on with them. So they gonna show up, and this is the first wave of people. This wasn't even the real. The real. Oh league. yeah, this is that. This is nothing. This is nothing. And so so the white cloaks don't do the, and, and nobody knows another police coming. So the white cloaks even think that oh yeah we won the day. Well no, they feel like they lost the day. Their leader got killed. Oh yeah. Okay. And the dragon is there. Is this work? This worse than the. This is worse than the strangers. Oh, wow. Okay. The only people who are happy right now are the folks from Fong who are now free. 
But everybody, like, the rest of the world is shook up. The dragon has, a man claiming to be the dragon has now proclaimed himself. The world is like, it's going to be shook up. And now, now he's public enemy number one. <laughs> I mean, if you can stop him, that means he's not the dragon. So we got to try to stop him. I mean, it's it's going it's been so crazy, Dice, with that. So let's talk about uh, the uh, the Forsaken. Hey, I love them. Uh, uh, Landfell and Ishmael. Ishmael to me was a dope character, man. I liked him. He was he was real strategic, smart, popping up like like I remember when I first saw. I was like, dude, how is Ishmael already cool with the chunk of the with the. Shan Chin or whatever. How are you like? Oh, because he move around. He's shaking mate. He does. So uh, in the show, he's the first Forsaken to get out. He's also was able to project his mind to do things even before he got out. So he's been kind of playing chess for a long ass time. Turning people that he think he might need, making sure he got people in the right positions. Like he's been kind of, he's a, uh, he's Tom Brady. If Bel if the dark one is Belichick, he Tom Brady. <laughs> Whoever you get, Tom, Tom got to make it work. Hey, he said he's Tom Brady. <laughs> no, I mean I'm, I'm saying like for the for, for that side, yeah, because he's not the leader. The coach is the leader, but like he's the one in the field making sure. I got this wide receiver here. I need you to block right here. Like he the one, he he doing every. He's the general. He, he moving everything around. He moving the pieces around, and that's. I mean, it, it, in the way they, and then land, uh, uh, landfill, uh, uh landfear, landfear. Um, man, like I like the way that they make you think you don't make almost kind of make you. I know you told me she's this bad, but it makes you feel like she's like an anti-hero a little bit this season. Like where it's like, is she really? What is she doing? Uh, oh, she helping. She's absolutely. She's absolutely a forsaken. <laughs> she's a forsaken. <laughs> like that name alone should let you know she forsook. She she for uh, I don't know. Uh, I guess forsook the light. She gave up the light. She said, "I'm not with the creator. I am with you enough to be one of the head generals." So she's done countless horrible things. I mean, she walked through. Uh, the city killing just innocent people like two episodes ago. Like she's she's a horrible person. She just loves the dragon. And that's it. That's but she's a horrible person. And and, and then I guess that's the whole thing we're going back to lose uh, from from the past is that he did he maybe feel that she was always kind of a bad person. That's why he never wanted to fully be with her. No, he felt, he just fell in love with somebody else. Oh, okay. I was thinking like right. he felt like literally that. It, it, sometimes you just not the right person. But it was nothing against her. I mean, she was a bit power hungry and things like that. But he fell in love with Eliana. And so then we we get we get the what is how do you pronounce the one we got to meet at the end of episode eight? Oh man, bro, I've been pronouncing their names wrong for twenty years. We are gonna say Mahegadin. 
there was no book. I mean, there was no TV show, so I didn't get a real pronunciation. Right, and it, 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 so you just you and in your mind you had it. Would, would you would you say the pronunciation was? Oh, oh, Mahigadin. It, but is is that it? I have no idea. She said it once, and then I, I I was like, shit. I've been trained. I've trained myself after reading these books. Once she pops up in the books, she's around for a lot of books. So the way I've been reading her name is how I'm gonna say it. You know. Unfortunately, I, I just now started saying I just started saying Egwin's name properly. I've been saying Egwin for years. And then on the show, you finally get to get the real pronunciation. I'm like, oh, it's Egwin. I'm like, that sounds much better. Oh, Egwin. So explain to us. She has these webs out. She webbing. She webs up. Uh, so they introduced her like real weird in the show because this this scene doesn't happen. This is not a real scene, but it's a great scene to introduce another Forsaken. So I get why they did it. Um, she works in the shadows. They call her the Spider, which is why she was using the webs. Uh, she's not as strong as Lanfear, but she is cunning, and she is slick, and she knew that Lanfear would be coming there, and she had a uh, she had a trap waiting for her. Which is very much on par with with how she would move. If this was a straight up fight, Lanfear would would, would whip her ass. But she was already prepared. Lanfear didn't know she was out. She knew Lanfear was coming eventually. I'm just gonna wait till she get here, and and trap her. But she knew she couldn't kill. She was already ready to shoot her. Yeah, but she knew she couldn't kill her or really do anything to her, which is why she did. She just talk shit to her. So if, if folks haven't realized, they've mentioned this in the show a couple of times, the Forsaken are bound to the Dark One, but they don't all like each other. Most of them hate each other. The, the, the Dark One has promised them all, they all wanted different things. They had different reasons for joining the Dark One. All of the things that they want to do don't align. So they don't necessarily like the other Forsaken. They would fight each other if they could outright with no issue. Mm. Uh, think back to, I'm going to use some lower level dark friends. Or yep. think back to when the Landrin dropped the girls off to the Sichin or Sichon or whatever you pronounce yep. it. Her job was to drop them off. But what she wants is not what they want. And because of that, she woke them up before she left, which could hurt their part, because their part is to make them Saddam. Yeah. If she wakes them up and they get away, even if one gets away, which two of them got away, it makes her look bad. Because you let two get away. I was supposed to be remember because he said I thought it was gonna be three that we were showing up with that I was gonna exactly. So they would have had uh they would have had um uh what you call it uh probably on like ridiculous uh Navdeep if they would have got hurt though like them power loads would have been crazy then if the the, the CGM I mean they would have had to deal with her block as well so you never know what would happened with that oh so the, it, it, they okay because the block was on her, so they may not she can't do it on command. Like she, she, she damn near liability. Oh. 
Give me a liability for it. That's it's like you got a fire ass gun, but it's always jammed. This damn, this gun is always jammed. That, that, that's it's, it. it's, it's, it's interesting you said it because with, with how uh, landfill uh, like basically did the double cross on uh, Ishmael because they had two different contrasting once at the end where uh, Ishmael just wants to break the wheel and go to the wants to die. And then Lampel just wants to do ran. She just wants to drive him. She just wants to be with me. Like you, you want to be with me, right? You cold want to be with me. You need to help me out if you want to be with me. I mean, that's what she wants. She's in love with him. And until he does something so egregious that she like he really don't love me, she holds on to that hope that she gonna give him. And she, she's always thinking that she's gonna have uh get, get get with him. It's not, but it's never gonna happen. That's the thing because it's already been written, right? But the whole thing is they're trying to change faith. The the pattern, the will is nothing basically but faith, and they're trying to change change it. Mm. It's like whatever they do, it ends up not helping. Think about this. We talked about this earlier. Mm -hmm. Ishmael. He gets Lelandrin to talk to men to make sure Matt gets there. But because Matt's there, he now blew the horn. And now he owns the horn. Yeah. They initially arrested Perrin with, 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 with the with the Shenarians to get Perrin the phone. Yes, Perrin got away, but if they don't mess with them at all, they never even go to farm. And he picks up three more people to help fight too on the on the way on the yes. way coming through. So, and then he comes to farm. He is the person that tells Peyton Fame to bring the horn in the first place. The horn that he's gonna give to the Sashang. Yep. In farm. If they don't steal the horn. The horn not there, and the Sashane folks likely win. <laughs> oh, because yeah, because the horn's not there for somebody to blow. He's the one that tells the girl, uh, tells the Landry to bring the girls. They bring the girls. Elaine follows them. She gets bought too. And Gwen don't know how to save him. Can't heal Rand. Nene can't use the one power to heal Rand, but because they bought the girls and Elaine came alone, she heals Rand. <laughs> Everything he did caused his downfall. And he tried his best to not make that happen. But every move he made, even putting the dagger in the room with Matt, Matt uses the dagger to open up the case that the horn is in. Literally, everything he did backfired. <laughs> like, not one thing, not one thing he, not one thing he tried to do accomplished what he wanted to accomplish. But you can't fight fate. But the Forsaken don't realize that or just don't care. And that's the key, is that, that, that everything, and then you said, basically, at the end, he realized, yo, everything I did, it didn't even oh. matter. Hey, bro, once, once Rand stood up, he was already kind of, he was shook when Gwen held that shield. 
Because two months ago, she couldn't have did that. But because she got caught and they've been training her on how to use the power, now she can't fight him, but she could make a shield. And yeah, Max stabbed Rand, but Rand didn't die. Or get gentle. The shield finally break, breaks. Karen pops up with a shield that the dude from the horn gave him that's strong enough to, to prevent the power from hurting him. And then the knave hobbles up there with Elaine, and Elaine is a brand new character. Like, I mean, like, she wasn't in the mix at all for him. She ain't supposed to be there at all. She's like, an, she like if you play playing spades and I've been holding the ace, but I got the big joker too. Like, Rand is the ace, and you got the little joker, you're like, oh, I got this. And out of nowhere, you're like, wait, he got the big joker too. Because when she heals Rand, now Rand can stand up. The <laughs> Rand supposed to be now Rand is on. Rand supposed to be off the board at this point. Now y'all about to get the ace about to get you an extra book. I threw all my little joker and then you you took my big you, you took it with the big joker and you still got the ace. And you can still play the ace against whatever I got coming out. I'm set. You just set me. I'm set. <laughs> So, it, so question with you with with that it, so he doesn't because he doesn't know anything about his past. That's why he was so easier and gung ho more to kill Ishmael instead of trying to do the same thing that Luce did. He has no attachment to Ishmael at all. He's just a dude that's been popping up in his dreams. That sent the Trollocs to mess up his hometown. That has caused several people that he like that he loves to be hurt. So, I mean. He has no reason to, to care about him at all. Like you got to go. I mean, you got the Forsaken are horrible people, bro. They're called the Forsaken. They were on the light side and then said, fuck it, we with the bad guy now. And then, then uh, uh, I, I do want to get your thoughts on what, what things did you uh, – did you the changes from the books that you liked and didn't like, like kind of like, man, I wish they would have kind of added this, like two things. Like, give me two things on that level of like, man, I wish they would have added this or did this. One thing that I did not like was Intar, uh, how they handled his death. I'm not gonna get into why not. I mean, why I disliked it, but if you read the books, it's a if you don't even read the books, just Google Intar death and just find, like i googled it earlier and sent it to you actually yeah, so yeah, you I read it. and you will be like oh shit that was really tight the books like that was really cold and they didn't do any justice uh i mean it served its purpose i'll hold them off while you get away but like the emotional aspect of that was not really shown did they? Did they? Because you said they, they 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 took it out. They were gonna put it in. I heard that they were gonna put it in. Uh, some behind the scenes stuff, but it it made the cutting room floor. But I get why we weren't invested in him as a character. In the book, he has a lot more uh, POVs where you get to like know him. Okay, and that makes because you you get you more invested into that character. Absolutely. All right, one more one more thing that you didn't like that was kind of transitioned from from uh, the book to the to the to season two. There's a character from the book 
Oh, I got. I'll do two. Okay. There are two characters from the book that they combined into a character in the show. Um, there's a character named Hirin. I'm probably pronouncing it wrong. It's H U R I N. He's a tracker, and he's with them tracking the horn. They pretty much just made him be Elias. They combined them together. And Hirin's actually pops up later on in the series. He's a reoccurring character. Like he's not in every book. But he pop up in book eight. <laughs> and he was in like he was in book two. He pops up in like book six, book eight. Like he always pop up when they need him. He's an important character. He's not so important that you can't kill him off, but you had to combine. You still had to have someone do his job. You just didn't include him. And that kind of sucks. And then there was an Aiel uh, guy named Gaul, uh, G-A-U-L. They basically made him at the end. Like she's in the books as well, but she's not introduced quite yet. And they made her Gaul. Like Gaul is, they combined them together. Oh wow! They can wow! They combine two a man and a woman character together. I mean, not saying that she acts masculine or anything, but the things that he did in the book, she's not doing them because she's not introduced yet. So it's Gaul that's in the cage when Perrin gets to the, the town with the white cloaks. It's Gaul that owes him toe. And when they do meet the girls, Bane and Chiad, those are the two other girls that's with Evan and I, they like Gaul. <laughs> oh, and here they're acting like they like Perrin. Yes. Okay, and then also going back to parent being married in the first season that that did that didn't have to be, but it's it's cool. <laughs> Man, um, I guess two things I really did. There are two things I like though, or several things yeah. I really liked. Um, I really really liked Mahogany. Like they showed that she's a threat. They shows that you never know what can happen with these new forsaken. And I think that's dope. Because if in a book you get paragraphs describing what they do and this is what motivated them to do this, you don't you're not getting that in the show per se. Yeah. Like we know why we oh we we'll get it eventually, I guess, but you don't get that on the introduction. We don't find out why Ishmael was with the dark one to way later when he finally is talking about it. He tells us why Lanford did it. I know why you did it, you did it for loose. Like he basically just blatantly tells us. <laughs> and uh I think how they introduced her is gonna be really, really good going forward. Like really, really good. Uh because she has a lot of a lot of parts to play. Um I also like I don't know how they're gonna handle it, but uh Ismael's death. He was a really good actor. Yeah, and yeah. the way he died, it's almost like he found peace. They've done a really good job of making us sympathize with those two, Lanfear and him. You think she's like an anti-hero. They've like made you care about her. <laughs> yeah. And even him, he did such a good job as the actor. Like, I was sad to see him go. Right. But I get that they had to, I, I get that he had to go. But I was sad to see him go. 
Yeah, that's what I was like, man, because he was good. He was a good actor. <laughs> did he remind when when they described Ishmael in the books? Is that how he was in your mind, kind of a little bit? No, he was just a white dude. Like, no, no, I'm talking about the way he acted. I'm talking the way he acted out the character, not not physically. I think he was colder in my mind. Like this guy really did care about Luz Theron. He didn't even want to like or the, or the dragon. Yeah. He didn't even want to kill him. He wanted Matt to do it. He wasn't gonna gentle him. He, he was gonna make the women do it. Like he really, I, honestly, truthfully, he hasn't done anything really to hurt Rand at all. He's just been fucking with the people around Rand. Dang, that's crazy that he's that's still his boy though. He's but that was it. But they were really close in the Age of Legends. The original Luz, Lanfear, and Ishmael were like you know like this. Man, well, man, we gonna get ready to wrap this up part up. We will be back with y'all. We gonna go, we gonna come back with a little bit more predictions for season three in the uh, next week. Peace.